G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. The driver's seat. Good start from Stephen Johnson. A really good one. Johnson leads the race. Daniel Ricciardo gives Renault their first podium. Cam Waters is our 2020 pole sitter at Bathurst. The driver's seat. Oh, in defence. That's massive. That's massive. Yes! 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 The Driver's Seat with Matt McKeldin and Stephen Johnson for Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making tomorrow matter, shaping and building Australia together. Excellent job. Welcome to another edition of The Driver's Seat. It is all happening in the world of motorsport. And I tell you what, my name is Nims Azor, joined as always by Matt McKeldin and Stephen Johnson. Boys, I'll tell you what, you've got a fortnight before you're back on the track. How good. Fortnight or about seven days. Seven, seven days or so, sorry. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, how good. It's been uh, it's been way too long, especially when you come off a weekend of motorsport we, that we just have. Like, I feel hungover <laughs> from motorsport, Stevie J, because it was absolutely huge. It was – like, how good was it to get back and, uh, you know, watch a bit of F1, watch a bit of MotoGP, watch a bit of IndyCar, like, watch Scotty Mack. It's, uh, and then the supercars. And then the supercars, obviously. Like, awesome. it was just uh, – you know, my, my – my, I was – I couldn't say I was hungover because it felt like I was tired, hungover, <laughs> yes. not alcohol hungover. Yeah, well, exactly. Well, you know what? In this fortnight, we've had the well, we just like you mentioned, we had the type uh, the bow repairs Tasmania oh. Super Sprint. <laughs> you did it again. I know. <laughs> Two weeks in a row. Know, we had that, and the week before that, we had the National Capital Rally, the ARC Championship, kicked off. And normally, we have well, we, we spoke to Dean Herridge, and he was a he was very chuffed to be back. Mm. In fact, he was so excited to leave Western Australia and get behind the Iron Curtain and actually see some live rallying. He was chuffed like a kid at Christmas. But there was someone that we didn't see on the grid, and it's been a long time since we haven't seen uh, Molly Taylor in the opening round of a rally championship. But luckily enough, she's been good enough to join us because she's been doing a lot of cool stuff for Nico Rosberg's Extreme E team. And she joins us, I believe, from Hotel Quarantine once again. Please welcome back to the driver's seat, Molly Taylor. Thanks for having me. Hey, Molly, I'm here now. I'm not late. Oh, you I'm not late. You beat me to it. I was going to say. We've actually got Stephen Johnson, my co-host, here this evening. I'm actually here, not listening <laughs> in my car. You guys have a fancy studio now, right? Isn't that, that, isn't that what the go is? Yeah, we've got oh, a flash one. Nice See, when we didn't have a flash one, Molly, he just was like, he was a bit lazy. He'd come in whenever he wants, but... Yeah, now we've got this yeah, super yeah. flash Gold Coast studio. He's well, like in coffee here. machine, vending <laughs> machine. Oh, he's got good. he's got M and M's here. He's got a bag of chips. He's... Oh, hang on, who's got that? <laughs> just quietly. Well, that sounds a lot better than my hotel room. I tell you that. And I, I want to just touch on that quickly, Molly, because you have or you tested your Extreme E car earlier in the year. Had to come back and do two weeks quarantine. You've just won the opening round of the championship, which was outstanding. Congratulations, that's brilliant. You're now doing another two weeks of quarantine. How many rounds have you got to go? Because I reckon by the end of 2021, you are going to be crowned the world quarantine Quarantine champion. Absolutely. (laughs) I don't know if that's the title anyone wants. Um, But, yeah, it'll be probably a couple of months. But I'm still trying to, you know, work out the logistics of the rest of the year to make it a bit bit more, um, yeah, sustainable than spending Christmas and New Year in quarantine and then a a few weeks out and then back again. But, you know, 
it's a small price to pay for the awesome opportunity that it is to be involved with the whole Extreme E series and to be involved with uh, Nico Rosberg's team as well. Molly, that's uh, it's so cool. So cool to watch. And, uh, you know, I think Maddie and myself and uh, I think a few of the, the people around, you know, like Dino Herridge, it's on our mm. show. We all knew that you were going to surprise a lot of people over there. And I think, um, you know, Nico's definitely done his homework to get the right driver in that car. Um, give us a give us a bit of a snapshot of what it's like because the pictures and the the vision um, and the the I guess the surroundings that you've been testing and and racing in are just absolutely phenomenal. Um, you know, it, it must be you must be pinching yourself over there, surely. Yeah, totally. And I'm glad you guys were so confident. I was crapping myself. <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, yeah, as you said, we, we arrived in Saudi Arabia where literally, you know, they, they had to sort of do a, put a makeshift centre and service park and everything out there. We're in the middle of the desert, um, these spectacular drop-offs and all these huge uh, rock faces. And, yeah, it was just a, an insane place to be. And then, um, you know, with these cars and we'd done some limited testing, but essentially you just kind of uh, get in and, and go, from it, go for it straight off the bat. So it was... Uh, yeah, it was a pretty surreal experience and just to be surrounded by, um, you know, the other names and obviously having Nico as your boss and three-time World Rallycross champion as your teammate and, you know, lining up next to Sebastian Loeb and Carlos Saints and Jensen Button. It's just, um, yeah, it, it was completely surreal and, and totally yeah, pinching yourself all the time. And beating them, mind yeah, you, yeah, not exactly. just lining up. <laughs> you handed it to them, Mole, which was awesome. Now, for those who don't, or aren't aware of what Extreme E is, give us a snapshot because it kind of has burst onto the scene. It's an extension of, of uh, um, the electric racing that we're seeing now. It's really starting to gain momentum around the world. But tell us about what you drive. How 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 fast are they? Give us a snapshot. Yeah, so it's, it's founded by the same team behind Formula E. Uh, and so essentially the the concept is we take 550 horsepower all-electric off-road SUVs and it's a combination of rally, rallycross, Dakar style, um, going to five different locations across the globe that have been already significantly impacted by climate change. And we, we race wow. in these locations and then we also take part in some legacy programs in each location where we're doing something um, you know, that is helping the environment or the particular issues in that area. Um, and then through sport, creating a platform that will drive awareness and um, information and assistance really to, to encourage everyone else to, to also, you know, join us in, in promoting sustainability and, and action against climate change whilst having some, you know, nail-biting, really extreme racing. And we saw in Saudi that the, the racing was pretty extreme and some of the mm, drop-offs... Yeah. Um, that we were going down and I mean, we couldn't even get our recce car up there to wow. look at it in a car. So we were on by walking up there by foot. And when you, when you stood on the, the top of the the hill and looked down to the drop we were doing, it, it was almost like, <laughs> you know, standing on top of a building and looking down and you get that, you know, instant cold sweat fear of heights. And I'm going, I, I don't, I have no idea. Like, is it flat out? Is it, <laughs> is it half throttle? Is it no throttle? Like how, who knows? <laughs> Because <laughs> um, some people got it yeah, wrong, we, didn't they? Wasn't there a there was a yeah. monster well, shunt? Well, that's what I was going to say to Molly. Because when you look at them, and if people did see any vision, they would probably say, "Ah, oh, yeah, they're okay. They're not that fast." Wah, rah, rah. 
But when you see it go wrong, <laughs> yeah. holy God, Molly, they fly apart like a Formula One car. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The pretty, um, there was some pretty monumental uh, stacks. So it just, um, yeah, it does show, uh, I guess, how extreme the environment is and in, in those that track when you're going around and around because it's such soft sand. It's, the conditions mm. are changing all the time as well. So it's really, a, I guess, a balance of being able to drive fast but also try and pick the right line and, and be on top of it when the car's reacting and bouncing out of these ruts. So, um, yeah, it was definitely a handful from the driver's seat, but I think it was, it was such a good start to the series to be able to put on a show like that for something that's completely new. No one knew really what it was going to be like from... The spectators and the fans to us in the driver's seat for the teams. It was, uh, you know, such a credit I think to everyone that it that it started with with such good success. And I, if you haven't seen it, jump on YouTube and have a look at it because, as you say, it it's being staged in some incredible places. You're next off to Senegal, which is in Africa. Um, I tell you what, if it's not already awesome enough, Steve, to be driving as a world rally driver and, and be around the world applying your craft to go to places as spectacular as Senegal and Saudi Arabia and all the other places, Molly, it, that's just got to be an unbelievable bonus because you do get to spend some time after the race. Yeah, it's, it's surreal. Um, and particularly going to these places that are not really, you know, places you would necessarily see on your holidays and we're getting you know real access to to the local areas and, and when we went to, to Saudi we spent two nights on the big ship that it will cart all the vehicles and all the equipment to every race and we went and visited some beaches where the red sea turtles come every year to lay their eggs and, and look at the, the issues um, with climate change that's affecting their um, nesting areas and and looking at the the programs that extremely are investing in to help um, improve and, and maintain them for future generations. Um, and then, you know, we're going to all these other locations doing similar things. And then after the race at uh, Rosberg X Racing as well, we'd, we're doing our own uh, sustainability and legacy programs in addition. So we uh, we went and visited Turquoise Mountain, a foundation that's um, helping uh, a whole lot of uh, Saudi Arabian women um learn and perfect their uh, traditional crafting skills and, and providing them with some videography and photography equipment for them to be able to set up e-commerce stores and create their own independent income through their craft. Um, so it's just, yeah, to be able to see these places, race these cars and then really be making a positive impact and, you know, adding something before you leave every destination is pretty awesome. Hey, I just want to quickly move, I don't know if it's backwards, Matty, or sideways, or what I want to talk about, the Australian <laughs> well, Rally Championship. It's both. It's, it's sideways, both. it's backwards. It's not it's really whatever. in Sunnagar or <laughs> sideways, yeah. It's not really in Saudi Arabia, although you'd probably sleep in a nicer hotel here in Australia than you would in the middle of Saudi Arabia, Saudi Arabia I'm tipping. But, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but um, obviously, you missed the opening round in Canberra. Um, but your name's on the entry list for up here in well, where I am in Queensland anyway in uh, on May 21 to 23. Are you going to uh, compete in the remaining rounds this year or what's what's your program look like? Yeah, well, um, Craig Brooks, who owns our Subaru in, in Tassie, he was at Rally Queensland. And I don't know how many hours we spent on the phone during that weekend in Canberra whilst I was sitting in a hotel room and he was sitting in the service park watching everyone else drive. <laughs> um, so we were on the phone going, no, this is we've we got to get to the next one. Uh, so thankfully, Queensland, the next round is the week before I head over to Senegal. So um, we'll basically be flying Sunday night out of Brisbane, 
straight straight over to the next round. So we're going to do that round, and then really the rest is hopefully we'll do another two. Um, but it, it's just a bit, yeah. You know what the situation's like with travel plans. They, they're always a bit fluid at the moment. So we won't be able to do the rest of the series, but hopefully we can do a decent chunk of it. But we won't be missing you on our TV screens because you've been doing uh, some commentary uh, as pit lane reporter on uh, <laughs> that, TCR Australia. It's an attempt at it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're actually doing you're really doing well. pretty well. I mean, yeah. yeah, Stevie J and I, uh, you know, he's he's doing TCM. I'm yeah, doing Yeah, knows that. Trans-M. She ignores me every weekend. Yeah, I know. She ignores <laughs> me too, oh, mate. I, I say you're doing commentary. We don't see you down in the back blocks of the garages where Stevie J and I live. You're only up in oh. TCR land. But no, seriously, how are you enjoying that part? Because that's something new for you. Yeah, completely new. And it's really difficult. Um, it's just a completely different skill. And I've always had huge respect for the guys and girls that do it. But, man, to be yeah, trying to think of a question that sounds intelligent, trying to be articulate while someone else is talking in your ear as well, um, it's, yeah, it's, a, it's definitely a different skill. And... I feel like the more I do it, the more I'm finding my feet. But I'm still very much at that early learning process. But it's a lot of fun to just be involved in the action and um, I guess have a different level of nerves, a different type of nerves that I'm used to when you're sitting in the garage. Um, hey, hey, but just, yeah, good to be hey, around. Nimsy, Nimsy, yeah. I've got a bit of an idea. Next time I see Mole for the first time on the weekend, on an ARG weekend, I might just, I'm going to whip my phone out. I'm just going to video <laughs> it. Go. And uh, I'm just going to video. I'm going to walk past her and just see if she like <laughs> ignores me and keeps walking. And if she does, yeah. we're going to upload it straight to the yeah, driver's seat Facebook page. Busted. Everybody's safe. Are you, are you in Sydney next weekend, Mole? Are you are you covering the show? I will be next weekend. Right, I will be up there. And all Here's I'm going to say is who can play that game. So. Oh. <laughs> All you got to do, Mole, I'm giving you the hot tip right now, is just go and stand near the Dim Sim or Donuts Bar. If there's one there, you'll get Stevie J there. Don't worry. <laughs> Don't walk past me with a hot dog. And I'll have my sure. phone Sorry. Well, if, you walk past, if you walk past Stevie J with a six-pack of donuts, prepare to be crash tackled. That's all I'll say. I'll, I'll, have, a, I'll have a whole set of Instagram reels of Stevie J's. Uh, the day on a plate. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's a slippery slope there, Mole, because people might think you're a food blogger after that. Yeah, that's right. And then they'll start defriending you, unfollowing you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, It'll be worth it. It'll be worth it. But, uh, Molly, look, you're doing some fantastic stuff. We absolutely, it's the most exciting thing you see. As Maddie said, check out the highlights on YouTube. It is very, very cool. But yeah, round two takes place in Senegal on May 29th. We'll see Molly back in action at Rally Queensland, May 21st to 23rd. And, of course, we'll see her on all the screens of Seven during the motorsport coverage. She's doing a fantastic job. And, Molly, at least you haven't had to resort to what Davey Reynolds had to do and we read someone's window to see who he's interviewing. Because I don't know if you've seen that footage. <laughs> I did see that. Yeah, that, that was brilliant. But he's, he's great to watch. I'll tell you what, I enjoy watching him uh, in the pit lane. Yeah. Oh, well, it is so much fun. But, Molly, we thank you for joining us here on The Driver's Seat. Actually, before I, let, uh, before I let you go, you've actually got... A, a virtual event that's happening tomorrow, which involves a good friend of the show, Greg Rust. Uh, you're, you're working with Hot Wheels. Yes, yeah. We actually just had our um, rehearsal uh, a couple of hours ago, and um, I tell you what, we have some pretty cool cars, um, I think, that have entered this year. So at 6 p.m. tomorrow, we're, we're all live, and we're, we're judging um, people around Australia have all submitted their own custom car creations, uh, and we'll critique them and select a winner and the winner is going to be made into a diecast hot wheels car which oh, is that's cool yeah that's pretty so cool. awesome that's so and cool. I, I just can't wait to see what 
what we've got hidden in garages out there. So tune in. Very, very cool. Make sure you check that out. It is the Hot Wheels Legends live stream tomorrow at 6 p.m. Eastern time on the Hot Wheels uh, Facebook page. Uh, It should be a lot of fun. But Molly, uh, thanks for taking a bit of time at the chat to us here on the driver's seat and being our Ryko Filters interview. And uh, hopefully we'll see you soon. Sounds good. There you go. Molly Taylor, our Ryko Filters feature interview. Ask Mechanic for Ryko Filters, the professional's choice. I think the challenge is on for next weekend, isn't it, boys? Oh, mate, if, if Molly doesn't come into the Trans Am garage and go, G'day, Maddie, uh, I'll be annoyed. And I am definitely going to get the phone out and do the Stevie J thing. Because <laughs> I'm, if, if, I'm just, I'm just going to wait till she glides through pit lane. I'll have the, the phone there. No, nope, there she goes. No, nope, there she goes. The reality is I've never met her. So she doesn't know who I am. You, however, you've got to be spoken to next weekend. <laughs> That's pretty By Molly Taylor. She did walk past me a few times in Tasmania. <laughs> and I'm like, get, get. Ah, oh, she's gone. Uh, get, get. Oh, oh, no, she's there gone. She goes. <laughs> there she goes. The reality is she's far more important than you and I. Yeah, 100%. Let's, let's 100%. Her time is valuable. Maybe she last time she saw me, I had brown hair. That's probably what she doesn't realise. <laughs> yeah, before you were Hollywood Johnson. <laughs> Correct. No frosted tips like frosted we saw. Tips, maybe. When did we see your frosted tips? Oh. They were in the mid-2000s, were they? Yeah, yeah. Early to mid, yeah, you absolutely. And, I think Garth had purple hair and you had frosted tips. There was... Yeah, I've had all, I've had all of the above. I've had frosted tips. I've had blue, black. I've had... <laughs> you did too. I remember that. Yeah, that's where my... my my white balaclava turned black when I pulled it off after a practice session. <laughs> With the old boot polish. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, not, like Warren, not ideal. Like Warren Luff, he's still sporting yeah. earth frosted oh, tips he, at the ripe old age of 42. Yeah, Luffy, Luffy can pull that off, though, <laughs> yeah. that's for sure. Hey, look, we got a very big show here on the driver's seat. Uh, Molly Taylor was our Ryko Filters feature interview. Ask Mechanic for Ryko Filters, the professional's choice. We caught up with Chaz Moss. We'll play that for you a little bit later on as well. We're going to tr- uh, catch up with Scotty Mack as well. A big scoop there yeah. from Stevie J. Uh, he's been good enough to give us some of his time. We'll chat to him a little bit later on after his stunning IndyCar Indy debut in Burning, Birmingham. 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 Alabama. <laughs> yes. but uh, Birmingham, Birmingham, Alabama. Sounds like it's from the UK, doesn't it? Birmingham. It does. Yeah, but it's not Bur- – well, there is a Birmingham yeah. in the UK, but that's Birmingham. Not, <laughs> not Birmingham. <laughs> Very different it's stuff. A hum, not a ham. <laughs> oh, yes. But uh, look, this is the driver's seat. Look, we see your texts. We will get to them in just a moment. Well, we might do that on the other side of this right here on the driver's seat. As always, we do it thanks to Kubota. Kubota implements Crone Great Plains implementing a great partnership. This is the driver's seat with Matt McKeldin and Stephen Johnson. Thanks to Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia. Welcome back to the driver's seat. Nims is all here along with Matt McKeldin and Stephen Johnson. Love if you to be part of the show. 0433 98 11 16 is the text line. Fair few texts coming in. We'll get to that before we get to the big news of the day. Uh, we'll start off with uh, Carlin Bayswater. Uh, would love to get your thoughts on Russell Ingle driving at, ba- at Bathurst this year. Do you think he'll still have the speed despite being out of a supercar for a number of years? Well, Carl, I've never driven a supercar, so I'll throw it to Stevie J uh, to answer this one, but then I'll give you my thoughts on it after. I think, uh, no, he's not going to have the speed of quite a few of the, um, you know, especially the young uh, co-drivers and, and, and so forth, but you know, he'll be solid. He won't make any mistakes. He, you know, should, he still, he still will be relatively um, savvy with regard to racecraft and that sort of thing. I, I think... I think he'll be 
solid in what he needs to do, and that's it. And then it'll be over to Brock to be the the speedy one out of the two. It'll be a little bit like Chaz and Paul Morris back yeah. in 2014. Was it 2014? That's yeah, so the one. He's going to crash twice and then oh, still win the race. I don't know. I don't know. But, <laughs> but you know what I mean. It's um, I think worked well it's, for them. It's a tour. It did work well for them. I think you know. I think they're going to need to have. Everything working in their favour, strategy-wise, safety car-wise, and everything, for to get a a good result because it's just you know this day and age you don't often get start twentieth, don't pass a car and finish eighth. You know it doesn't That's happen right. now. You've actually got to make it there on pace. Yeah. Well, you know what? I love I love everything about this story, Nimsy. Mm-hmm. I love everything about it. Ringle coming back, the love muscle uh, coming back. That is just so good at his age. That's a story in itself. Brock Feeney, who I think this is the strongest indication that he's been anointed as Jamie Wincup's replacement because it's a triple eight car. That's what I think. And then Super Cheap coming back into the rep, the new Repco Championship. There is nothing about this story that I don't like. I think it plays on so many levels. We'll cheer for the old bloke. The young'uns can cheer for Brock Feeney. We'll all be looking for the Super Cheap car because we'd love a Super Cheap car to win the Repco 1000. I, I just love it. No, I'd prefer a Repco car to win the Repco 1000, but that's just... They sponsor your race well, team. Well, look, <laughs> Not my race team, but well, they sponsor a race team that I follow. <laughs> well, uh, in, case you, in case you have missed the big news and you're wondering what's happening on the text, uh, let's actually get to the Bendix Breaks big moment. Now on the driver's seat, another Bendix Breaks big moment. Put your foot down with confidence. Bendix Breaks. Yeah, Australian technology for all-weather confidence breaking. The big news of the day, probably the biggest moment we've had uh, for quite a while, is the return of Russell Ingle. The enforcer is back. He's going to be co-driving with uh, Brock Feeney. Now, this is fantastic because let's have a look at some of these stats here, boys. Uh, It's his first time racing um, in a supercar since 2016. That's when he partnered up with Rick Kelly in an Altima. It's also his first race since 2019 when he won a couple of races in the TCR. Remember that? Mm-hmm. Yep. I do. Yep. Did pretty well there. Uh, he was in an Audi, I think. He, he, he was, was with MPC. Yeah, absolutely. This is also his 25th Bathurst 1000 start. He scored two wins in 95 and 97 alongside Larry Perkins. It's the second Bathurst 1000 start for Brock Feeney. He finished 10th with uh, James Courtney on debut last year. But this is my favorite of all of the stats. Uh, the age gap between Russell Ingle and... And Brock Feeney is 39 years old. So at 57 and 18, respectively, they could become the oldest and youngest winners in the great race if they win. And what's the, what's the age gap, Nimsy? 39. And what's their number on that car? 39. I wonder if that's a coincidence. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Can you, 57, Stevie J, is Russell Ingle, the man that never ages. You know, that actually that's gives me unbelievable. Hope. Maybe I should start training and not just throw in the towel. Well, let me just say this. I have come into the studio this evening with a packet of chips and some M&Ms. Steve Johnson, ladies and gentlemen, sugar-free yogurt and a bottle of water. Yeah, just that's you the sure HTO. You, uh, you sure you're not already on someone's radar? I was, I was about you, to say. Matty, maybe, there's a, maybe there's a fully sponsored Repco <laughs> wild card coming out at the end of the year to counteract the other thing. Johnson & Johnson. Yeah, absolutely. Well, well, Maddie, when I actually looked at the video, you boys, I thought, is... Are you sitting in Steve's chair because of all the candy and stuff that's around your table? <laughs> just, just a, a nice packet of my favourite chips and some M&Ms here. Got to get through the night, mate. I've come straight. See, unlike Stevie J, I've got a full-time job, so I've come straight from the office and didn't go. get dinner. 
So, you know, uh, that, Tom, this is my dinner tonight. Tom in Hobart's chimed in as well. I really hope Russell goes well at Bathurst just to hear Scafey talk good about him. <laughs> you imagine <laughs> you that. Tommy, you're right. And that's, this is the other bit that I love about this is... I reckon he'll be very quiet. This is, but, but this is the first time that Russell will be in pit lane being interviewed by the talent of Fox Sports who unceremoniously dumped him, kicked him in the Jats crackers about four years, three years ago. And uh, now he gets to be get his own back. So I wonder if he'll actually be a talent open for the interviewers to to go and have a chat to, or he's just going to go. Oh, he's dead to me, bro. Yeah, he's dead. (laughs) (laughs) So dead to me, bro. So I I just love everything about this story, Tommy. And um, and you're hundred percent right. How they treat him and how it rolls out visually and and audio wise, I just can't wait to see it. Can't wait. It's going to be. It's definitely a talking point, and it's really. Through a cat amongst the pigeons. And we're about six months away from Bathurst too, which is even greater. But uh, um, that was the Bendix Brakes big moment. You can put your foot down with confidence. Bendix Brakes, Australian technology for all weather confidence braking. Let's uh, wrap up these texts here too. Um, Shane has chimed in on 0433981116. G'day, guys. Do you reckon Cam Waters is feeling the pressure a little bit now that most of the Ford fans have jumped on his bandwagon now that Scotty's left? Cheers, Shane. It, it does seem that he's uh, he's taken that more front foot in mm. in regard to being a spokesperson in the media, hasn't it? It mm-hmm. sort of looks a bit that way. By default, um, hasn't it? Yeah, by default. But um, I'll tell you what, their race car's no good. So their qualifying car's sensational. Their race car's no good. It it might be good for a lap or two or three or four, and that's about it. And then it just it drops away like a... Stone. Stone. Mm. Like a very like heavy throws stone. throws a parachute out the back. And, yeah, and exactly. Remember I said at the start of this year, I, I sort of went on a bit of a rant about Tickford. Which is I unlike to, you. Which is unlike me. And I thought <laughs> to myself, oh, I don't know if I really should have done that. Because if Tickford come out, I'm going to look like, and they come out and start winning, I'm going to look like a, a bigger goose than I already am. But it's proving to be right, Stevie J. They've got all the money in the world. All the what history. Say, they actually end up tripping over their own proverbial. Absolutely. They're all the talent in the world. I mean, mm. Cam, put Cam in a Triple Eight car or a DJR car or possibly even a WAU car, he's gone. You know, it's all over. I even reckon. But in that car, in that Tickford car right now, there was, apart from Cam, I didn't see Courtney, I didn't see LeBrock, and Cam dropped off after X amount of laps to be P nowhere. Because in this game, when you're P six or P seven, that's pretty well. P Especially nowhere. when you put a thing on on pole on for pole, the two races, they just cannot get it together. And if you looked inside that team, um, they were they were shattered. Oh, Timmy Edwards, Tim wasn't was he? Was shattered, absolutely filthy. Yep. Mm. So they got to, not, they got to have a hard look at themselves. It's not often Joe. you actually have a pole sitting car, and legitimately out of race yeah. pace, you drive it backwards to P six or seven. Yep. Not. From a, you know, it's happened before to Scotty Mack. It's happened before to SVG yep. and all the guys that come in for a pit stop and their wheel nut buggers up and they can't get mm-hmm. the wheel on and they drop back to seventh. Mm-hmm. That's just what happens, you know. But to literally, literally have nothing go wrong and the car literally have no pace and it goes backwards and gets passed willy nilly, like, like you know, Anton and Will passed him second last lap and last lap. Terrible. At uh, Tassie in race three and literally just turned the car and put their foot down and drove past him out of the corner. It was absolutely embarrassing. Remember a number of weeks ago, someone texted in and said, what does Scotty, uh, what does, sorry, Cam Cam Waters have to do to to win the championship? My answer was change teams. Mm. 
And look, and, and 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 the the thing about it too is he's doing his absolute best with what he's given there. But uh, and we we've seen what happens, you know, with Scotty Mac too. That when you're you know the lone fighter there, just throwing punches and you're not getting too much support, uh, and you've got to do it all on your own. That's where, unfortunately for Cam, and this is not a shot at him by any means, he's not a Scotty McLaughlin. Like that's the thing. Like Scotty really fought. Like remember, he won his first championship in a Falcon. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. the mm. worst car, arguably in the field, and he managed to do it. Whereas Cam's got a f- relatively good car, but he doesn't really have the support. Uh, like, no, I mean, he can't even go back to the garage and sort of go, "Hey, let's compare data, guys." Uh, Jack, pull up the pull up the computer. Let's have a look. No, Jack on his day can be fast, but he hasn't shown me yet. And we like Jack again. This is not a criticism of Correct, the human yeah. being, so don't bother texting and belting me. I haven't seen Jack's talent yet, and he's in a top-rated car. You know, James Courtney, who, okay, admittedly is in his early 40s, um, he's doing nothing. Yeah. Like, Courtney's nowhere. So I just. Compared uh, to Cam and that, absolutely. Tickford are just nowhere. Who would they be in Imagine. AFL terms, Nimsy? They would be, they, look, they wouldn't be in North Melbourne, but they'd definitely be like, how do we put it? I'd say they'd be like a Port Melbourne. Not Port right. Melbourne, a Port, a Port Adelaide. Melbourne. A Port, Port Adelaide. Adelaide. They're right. definitely a Port Adelaide because they've got a lot of supporter base. Yep. They always are towards the, you know, uh, they're always in the hunt for the top eight, yep. but they could just never get into the actual grand final. <laughs> they can't seal the <laughs> deal, yeah. can they, imagine if they, Imagine if they built, imagine if Tickford, Tickford Homes, imagine if they built homes, they'd get the thing to lock up flat stick and then it'd just sit there for two years. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> they wouldn't geez. have a front door there. <laughs> Wouldn't have a roof on it. Oh, I cracked it funny. (laughs) (laughs) So before we get to a quick break, uh, let's get to some of these texts. Uh, Tommy in Toowoomba. Tommy! (laughs) Uh, Seton and Johnson for Bathurst Wildcard. Don't worry about Ingle. He and the dude are already talking about training at Norwell. There you go. Righto. What's Johnson, though? I guess it'd have to be me if it's if it's Gringle in there. Yeah. (laughs) It actually could be Johnson and Johnson. We'll get sponsorship from them. Old Seton or Junior Seton? He's he's going to have a run in a supercar at Taylor Men, by yeah. the way. Not not it just in just in um, practice. Practice. Yeah, he's going to get his first main game weekend run in a supercar. Is that in the Matt Stone, one of the Matt yep. Stone cars? Yeah, yep, yep. So that's that's pretty good. Uh, I was genuinely shocked. This is from uh, text message from four nine six. I was genuinely shocked that Russ is driving with Brock. I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but for me, the question is this: Will Russ add value to Brock as a driver, or has he been out too long? Surely this is a point of it all. Uli. I'm guessing uh, Julie. Is that Julie? Is it? Yeah. I can't. I didn't see the J. I no, no. The J. But anyway, uh, Julie. Yes, I do think. I think Russell will be able to give him a lot of a lot of feedback, a lot of reading the data. I still think Brock will be faster, but he'll he'll instruct Brock on how to stitch together a weekend Stevie J, not just a session. Yeah, that's what. That's where I think his value will be. And plus. The and super the, cheap money probably wouldn't have come along yeah. in that level unless Ringo was involved. Absolutely, and and the thing with him is that you know he's he's he knows his place. He's not there to prove anything. Yeah, yeah. he's there to support Brock, and he'll know his job there. And I think that'll help Brock immensely. Yeah, we'll. Uh... <laughs> well, <laughs> sorry, I just seen a text <laughs> I coming. Saw that too from Michael. Uh, we'll uh, <laughs> we'll take a quick break. Back with more right after this. This is the driver's seat with Matt McKeldin and Stephen Johnson. Thanks to Kubota, together we are shaping and building Australia. Welcome back to the driver's seat. We do it thanks to Kubota. Together we are shaping and building Australia. Now there was one big story that came out of the Bo Repairs Tasmania Super Sprint, and involves this man. Scorcher of a start for Boston. Drops the clutch beautifully and leaps away from Cam 
lost its margin. 10.2 seconds to the next car. Beautiful job. Yes, Scafi said it best. It was a beautiful job for the Walkinshaw Andretti pilot. His first win in a Commodore, and he's been good enough to join us on his way back from Winton. Please welcome back to the driver's seat, Chaz Mostert. Hey. Hey, guys. How you going? Geez, all I knew I had to do was win a race, and you guys would have me back on. I'd, I would have done it sooner. <laughs> <laughs> hey, mate, i got to tell you, uh, we did try and secure your services in 2020, but you were fairly busy. We were able to get uh, were able to get your teammate on when we were up in Darwin, but we uh, we just missed you unfortunately last year. But I mean, what amazing circumstances to get you back on the show! Your first win for WAU, and I, I think I messaged you earlier in the year, Chaz. I said to you that I I picked you to win Bathurst, and I picked you to win the championship. And uh, I must admit, mate, in the last month or so, the 50 that I put on you wasn't looking real solid, but after this weekend, I'm, I'm back smiling again. Yeah, yeah, thanks. Um, yeah, I'll give you that 50 or 100 later to, to cover your bet, but um, yeah, look, overall, pretty pretty pumped for the team, you know, it was it was awesome. Uh, a little bit, like you said, been knocking on the door for a little while, and, and like the team um, expressed their emotion on the weekend, there have been, before I came to the team, there had been on the dry spell of results for the last couple of years, and uh, with their sponsors that have uh, stuck by them year after year. So it's uh, it's just so rewarding, a bit over 12 months of this um, adventure together and to be able to reward the team with a win um, and, and on genuine car pace as well is something that's uh, pretty pretty exciting. So, mate, you must have made, obviously, a lot of changes. I don't know what you and, and Adam are like. We've worked with you before. But uh, you're not shy in making some pretty big swings at setups and things. You must have made some pretty massive changes over the weekend because you transformed your car hugely, especially in a race run uh, over the weekend. And uh, especially from, you know, obviously qualifying wasn't great for race two, but race three, you're on the front row. And uh, same again there, you must have tuned it up in all facets, whether it be in qualifying speed or in race trim. Yeah, I think I think qualifying still a little bit of our Achilles heel. We still struggle for a balance a little bit, but always the race car, I think, for the last couple of rounds has been generally pretty good except Sandown we, we struggled a little bit there uh, we think we know why but um, yeah we're, we're still test trialing error a little bit definitely with qualifying trim um, you know uh, Saturday part one you know we're on the wrong end of the tenth to be in the top couple of rows but um, we made some changes through that session to the next session made it a bit better as well but still a lot to learn in that but race cars generally been pretty good and races one and two of the weekend we probably did the wrong tyre strategy a little bit throughout the weekend but we you know, when the time counted, starting off the front row, I think we nailed everything. And um, the car was super quick, did the right tyre strategy, right pit stops. The boys were super quick in the lane. And the car was just super enjoyable to drive in that last race in that clear track. So um, apparently that's a trick. You've just got to qualify on the front row and get clear track. So we'll keep trying to do that for the coming round. Although, mate, having said that, your former sparring partner, I suppose, in Cam Waters, he, th- he can't seem to take a trick at the moment. He qualifies well, but he's got no race pace so i think no matter what you do you can't have one without the other and it seems certainly on sunday that you you had both you had absolutely both that pace and, and it proves that if you have that then you can go off and win by eight seconds yeah uh, some people would say it looked very triple eight-ish i suppose that last race but you know at the end of the day it, you know you, you can just miss the mark a little bit in these cars they're so sensitive at the moment that um you know you can have a super quick qualifying car and and you can lack a little bit of the race car or vice versa. So it's, um, 
shows the competition of, of the category at the moment. Um, I'm personally super pumped just to be able to break the Triple H show uh, <laughs> this year, and uh, it really eggs me on to the coming rounds. And you know, Taylor Ben was tough for us last year, um, and I'm, I'm 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 so glad that we got the monkey off our back, and and that's our next round in our sight. So um, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing how big a difference we have made from 12 months ago. Hey mate, we we've seen. Obviously, last year, and uh, and if people remember, and especially you, mate, you're a bit of a uh, one of these sort of guys that remembers things that happened through the year. But um, mm-hmm. last year, you know, you obviously you, your car was quicker, Taylor Ben, mate. You're on pole, but you know, you sort of a bit had a bit of the Cam Waters from last weekend, where your car really struggled on a long run at Taylor Ben. Do you think you've improved that? Uh, obviously going into Talon Bend because you know you've got the speed there. And, um, you know, do you think you're going to fare better in the race, especially being that you had most of your issues on the uh, on the, the longer international track that uh, that you did the first round? Yeah, so the um, Talon Bend really wasn't about tyre life last year. It was about destroying tyres. And um, so it's a little bit different than what you would go to a different round. So that is the worry going back there. Are we going to see those same dramas that we saw there last year? Um, we'd like to think that we've made a lot of progress since then with our car, but uh, only time will tell. So, yeah, it's completely different when you think about tail and bend to, to general rounds where you don't have tyre life. And you, and there's, those races were so unique last year. You, you're running along, you're on the pace, you're doing great in the race, and then all of a sudden you're a second and a half off a lap uh, and you just got no tyre under you. They're just split and broken. So, um, yeah, that was, that was a unique round there last year. Now, Chaz, um, you're not going to be able to see this, Chaz, but uh, uh, we're all on looking at each other while you're on your way back from Winton. But there's only one way to do a Chaz Mostert interview, and I'm about to do it now. <laughs> I've, got the, I've pulled the I've pulled the flat peak out of the uh, the cupboard, Chaz, and I'm wearing I've just put it on wearing it backwards. So this is the only way to do a Chaz Mostert interview. The only other way to compliment that too is smash 28 dim sims, I can tell you. Bloody good. <laughs> if there's 28 dim sims to be smashed, Stevie J will smash them. Don't you worry about that. Don't you worry about that. Hey, Chaz, I want to talk your, I want to talk Bathurst. I know it's a long way away, but I want to talk Bathurst just for two seconds. Um, it's been announced that Lee Holdsworth is your co-driver for the Classic this year. What, what an asset to have on your side. I mean, he's been so recent out of the championship. You're racing against him in TCR, but from a relationship point of view and from a knowledge point of view, I don't think you could have a better driver for you. Yeah, look, I think we obviously, you know, had Luffy last year and we're so spoiled with him and the great job he does every year. But, you know, obviously Lee came onto the market as well. And um, this game is so competitive, definitely in the co-driver market. Um, on the off-season, you know, getting guys that have done so many back-to-back main series years. It's, it's, um, their experience they bring is is so um, you, you can't count it, you know. So definitely, when Lee was available um, and and he wanted to try and team up, you know, we, we tried to make it happen the best we can. And obviously, getting across the line was was absolutely awesome. And you, you guys can probably vouch for it. Lee is probably literally, um, other than Luffy, probably one of the best guys in pit lane. You know, he's got so much time for everyone. He's so nice. But saying that, he was also. Um, the provisional pole pole guy there um, last year, so definitely a fast driver around there. I'm excited to, to team up with him. I'm, I think he's in the next month. He's getting a leg extension, which is fantastic for our seating position. And uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to him to help him through the rehab recovery of that uh, surgery, and we'll be laughing. I just 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 on that, Chaz. He is racing against you in TCR. And we're going to touch on TCR just quickly in a minute, but. Um, 
just a quick point from all my years of experience. If you want to have a co-driver with a lot of uh, confidence going into the Enduros, maybe you don't like literally demoralise him and the rest of the field in TCR for the rest of the year. <laughs> just, to, just as a side note. No, uh, we have like a love-hate relationship. Basically, most TCR rounds at the moment will catch up on the, the Thursday night. We'll grab a bite to eat with each other. And then uh, Friday, we don't talk to each other till probably mid the following week. So... Yeah, it's a bit of a love-hate relationship in there, but you know what? He's got some little French baguette or whatever brand like that car he drives. Uh, he really needs to pull his finger out, I tell you. Hey, just so on that, mate, you are going to contest the rest of the, the TCR championship. Um, leading that championship at the moment uh, have absolutely taken it like a duck to water. So, uh, And even speaking to you earlier, you said that there's a lot, a lot of stuff to... Um, to understand and to change in, in the way that your driving habits are in one of those cars? Is that actually hard to go from one to the other? Does it take you, you know, a session to sort of get back into the swing of things? It's, um, yeah, definitely it's a little bit different. I mean, you've got a, a completely different driving style compared to the, the TCR front-wheel drive cars or any rear-wheel drive car. You um, so, yeah, it takes a little bit. But um, I think the more I go back and forth, the more I feel comfortable changing. Um, so, yeah, Kind of unique. Uh, to throw that in, I'm also doing the GT stuff across the same weekend as TCR as well. So it's uh, I love the challenge. Wow. It's, it's a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, just I kind of just enjoy this TCR series. There's some absolutely really really crazy quick young drivers in there, and a lot of people look past that. And some of those guys are absolutely keeping me completely honest in that series. You know, the, those three racing across the weekend at Bathurst I had a lot of fun. Um, you know, chasing that young Aaron Cameron down. He was super quick and and then I had young Jordan Cox breathing down my neck in the last race. You know, these guys are putting, putting the afterburners onto me in that series, and um, I'm having a lot of fun. It's definitely very competitive. What do you think the future for TCR is? We've got we've had one season, and we had the holiday, obviously, last year. It seems to have grown this year. Do you think Aussies, the audience, in the next two to three years will really embrace TCR as a series? Um, I seem to think they're doing a pretty good job and they're getting a bit of a following, but we've seen the way two-litre touring cars went in this country and I'm, I'm still not convinced on TCR yet. What are your thoughts on it moving forward as, and, and the longevity of the category? I think, I think the, the category's great. I think the, the racing's good. You see different guys up there fighting. It's bumper to bumper. People are having a hard race with each other. You know, we're doing two fourteens around Bathurst in a front-wheel drive touring cars. I mean, that's, that's hooking in one of those things. Um, definitely can feel like it's a lot faster than that, to be honest, when you're hanging off the steering wheel going across the top of the mountain <laughs> in a front-wheel drive car. But, but um, look, it's, it's great. I think the one thing that needs a little bit of a tune-up is, is a TV package at the moment. I mean, I've got family and friends that sit at home and try to watch me, and when an ad break comes on in, a half of, in the middle of a half a race of a TCR 10-lap race and you lose two, two or so laps uh, where all the action's happening, it's, it's a little bit bit hard but um it is what it is i think but i think australia will get behind it and they need to get behind it is because if you're a motor racing fan it doesn't matter if it's front wheel drive or rear wheel drive there's another opportunity for another action-packed weekend of motor racing to watch and um when you only race every second or third weekend or supercars on uh, only every third or fourth weekend depending what the series is like to have another racing series in the middle of that with good young car charges and more household names in there. I think it's uh, it's great for our motorsport fans to have more motor racing inside of Australia to watch. Now, here, here, that, that's spot on there, Chas. Um, well, Matty, yep, you want one more? 
Well, I was just, Chaz, I think you're 100% right. I, I, we're playing Zoom here, so it's not easy. But I did want to say, Chaz, next week at SMP, you, me, Stevie J, 36 Dim Sims, we've got a date. Are you bringing the Dim Sims or not? Mate, I'll bring them. No dramas. <laughs> I think the expectation is that you must be having to bring a, maybe a slab of bourbon along with you too. You know any good uh, bourbon brands hey. for any chance? Uh, I only know the one that I drink uh, for dinner every night uh, before I go for a kip, and that's a lovely Woodstock bourbon. <laughs> Oh, a fine product there. Hey, Chaz, <laughs> we're absolutely loving the work that you're doing walking around Dirty United. It must be really refreshing and just really sort of wholesome to see the hard work that you guys are doing down at Clayton pay off for you. And, mate, best of luck at Tail and Band. Good luck, actually, at SMP in uh, next week when you're back in the Audi. So uh, thanks for joining us on the driver's seat. Hey, thanks so much for having me. This is The Driver's Seat with Matt McKeldin and Stephen Johnson. Thanks to Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia. Welcome back to The Driver's Seat. We do it thanks to Kubota. Together, we're shaping and building Australia. Uh, nice bit of feedback on the temper text line here. Michael, with a lot of angry emojis, don't bloody jinx my Port Adelaide. Pick another side. <laughs> For anyone that's just wondering what he's talking about there, we're, uh, Matty posed the question, if Tickford Racing was an AFL team, which AFL team would they be? And I said Port Adelaide because they're always thereabouts in the hunt and um, but never can quite get the job done. That's why I picked but, Port. But hang on, but hang on. Tommy from Hobart chimed in here and said, Tickford us in Kilda, they can take it to the best occasionally, but blow a sand when it matters. <laughs> As a Saints fan, I know the pain. Now, I'm not an AFL full-on supporter, but apparently Tommy St Kilda are never in the hunt anyway. Yeah. So, <laughs> so maybe they're a, I don't know, uh, I don't want to actually... Um, no, no, don't, don't mention I, I don't want to... Brad Jones? I, don't, I, don't, I wasn't going to say it. Oh, I'll say it. <laughs> I'll say it. Uh, uh, St Kilda, if we were reverse the situation, is St Kilda Brad Jones racing? Yeah, St Kilda would be a Brad Jones racing. Because they didn't have a great weekend either. And they because, had a shocker. And because Again. everyone loves Brad Jones racing. Like Everyone loves the Saints. It's like, oh, we just want to see them have a bit of success. <laughs> like Everyone just oh. wants to see a BJR car win Bathurst. So it's a, hey, it's a good analogy. Hey, Nimsy, just on another bit, because we're talking about TV shows and other bits and pieces, someone's chimed in 580. One of the blokes on Maths, Married at First Sight, uh, looks a lot like Stevie J. Oh, jeez, he Who must be a handsome bloke. that one? <laughs> oh, that yeah. I don't know. I don't watch it. You watch it. One of the blokes or one I of the chicks? I haven't seen anyone that looks... <laughs> well, if it's one of the chicks, they're all hot anyway, apparently. So I have not seen... No, I can't they're pick the bloke. That... I can't pick the bloke that looks like Stevie J. No. Yeah. Well, you are in radio. Maybe, Maybe it's the radio oh, actually... guy. Oh, no. I actually, I've seen the radio guy. For long. Not a chance. He looks like Steve Richards. <laughs> Ugliest man in motorsport. Mm. Anyway, he's got a bit of scaife about him too. He's got a fair old hooter. Has he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is he one of your he's mates? One of your mates, mates in radio? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Is he one of your mates, Nimsy? Well, he's on radio. Well, I'll quote uh, Davey Reynolds. Oh, he's dead to me, bro. But um, <laughs> I think he's dead to a lot of Australians yeah. from what Mrs. Mack tells me. He, but, didn't, um, he didn't cover himself in glory on maths, did old. What's his name? Don't, no, I don't know. Well, anyway, yeah. Malconio is not paying good money to have us talk True. about maths. Let's so let's get straight into the podium. Well, not the podium. Let's try that one again. <laughs> <laughs> what <laughs> money are we getting paid? Are we getting paid money, Nimsy? Are you Both. getting paid? He's in the fence. The bones in the fence. They're all in the fence. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Times like this, there's only one thing I could say. Why, why, why me? But, but anyway, let's get straight to our Bendix. Not Bendix, break. Let's get straight into. <laughs> I'm trying to. Be, I'm trying to do too shocker. much here. Would you like me to do it, Nimsy? <laughs> if you wouldn't mind. Let's uh, let's get straight into the power rankings. Thanks to Fuchs Lubricant, Australian this made with German technology. Power rankings. 
Oh, yes, we're having an absolute deep bar- breath. We're having a Barry Crocker. We are very much. Why, why, why me? But um, as Stevie said, we do it thanks to Fuchs Lubricants, Australian made with German technology that pays back. Uh, we'll start off with you. Can you tell I've spent a lot of time on the soundboard this week? Oh, that's very funny. But um, let's get straight into the power rankings after the uh, bow repairs. Tasmania Super Sprint. Right. Uh, so basically, if you're, if you're just new to the power rankings, it's like our version of the Dally M or the Brownlow Medal, where Matt and Steve will give a 3-2-1 vote. We'll start off with you, Matty. Uh, what were your rankings after Tassie? Okay, so let me just qualify with what I'm about to say because we've often we've often said on this show, Steve, that the power rankings are not just about the winners and the, lo- the winners of and who dominated. It's about who put in mega efforts. Yeah. So... I'm actually going to give, and he's already on the board just quietly, I'm going to give Zane Goddard three points. There you go. I'm going to give Zane Goddard three points because how often have we seen we get a driver who qualifies well, Stevie J, and then by turn three or four, gone. See you later. Now, Zane didn't do that. Zane finished, I think he qualified, what did he qualify, fourth or fourth fourth, fourth race three? Did very well. Finished seventh. And then finished seventh and only lost two positions because of the pits. He was undercut in the pits. Yeah. So he had genuine pace, held pace, and kept racing all the way to the end. So for me, Zane Goddard, bloody ripper drive, young man. That was outstanding. Outstanding work, and I hope it gives you a lot of confidence moving forward for the rounds ahead. Uh, and well done, Matt Stone Racing. It's always a team effort. So well done to Zane Goddard, three points. Uh, and very quickly, Chazzy Mozzie, because he broke the drought. He had his first win for WAU. And Jamie Wincup, because he became the first driver in the history of our sport to win 90 races for one manufacturer. Yeah. And he and he beat his teammate. So good on you, J-Dub. You get my one point, which actually puts you on the board. Yeah, yeah. well done to uh, Jamie there. I've just sent in our WhatsApp group, uh, apparently the bloke. Thank you to Julie, who just texted in who Stevie J allegedly looks like on maths. Uh, Liam. Liam. Oh, Liam. Yes. Well, okay. I think if Liam had been grazing in a good paddock, uh, it might be. Oh, full of and, uh, and, I'm, and, and off air, I'll discuss with Stevie J about Liam and just see if he has the same preferences. And his uh, co-curricular activities. Mm. Let's just say that he's both, yes. both a Ford and a Holden man. Correct. Um, but, uh, Co-driver and a main driver. But, uh, oh, my God. Yes. No chance. <laughs> no chance. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, St- yeah. So he J- loved an ACDC. Steve oh, J- my God. Stevie J, let's uh, get to your three, two, one after Tassie. Ah, uh, I've just thrown me clean oh, off that. <laughs> All of a sudden, I started thinking about other things then. Ooh. No, not Ooh. wrong. Uh, okay, so I'm going to give three points to Chaz because uh, just a, a solid, solid whole weekend. Yeah, he qualified 10th for race two. Yeah. Obviously, made his way up. Just the thing wasn't good. But just I think the work ethic between him, between uh, obviously his engineer, Adam DeBore and the team, that they're – they're, they've made massive steps. Like yeah. WAU a few years ago were really True. nowhere and, and they were lost and people were going, why the hell, Chaz, are you going there? Mm. So it's just unbelievable. But uh, I'm going to give two points to Will Davison, actually. Oh, okay. Because yeah, he right. was up there all weekend. Yep. Double podium, uh, you know, up there and qualifying, you know, it was within the top five the whole weekend, you know, and, you know, it's sort of – 
you know, him and Anton. Anton finished a little bit further back in one of the races, but, um, you know, obviously Anton got spun around. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, so I think Will, Will D, like just people had written him off, you know, and I thought that was a solid, solid drive. Like he was basically, I think he might have been probably the lead uh, Ford, I guess, manufacturer, lead Ford in the whole field, yep. no, out of, out of the weekend in points. So I think he maybe yep. was fourth in points for the weekend. Okay. So pretty solid when you consider that obviously Chaz, SVG and Jamie Winkup were one, two, three on the podium. So uh, I think, you know, that – and I'm actually going to give Zane one because of exactly what you said, Matty, like just mm. an absolute ripper. If he didn't back it up, if he didn't back his qualifying performance up in the race mm-hmm. – I wouldn't have even considered him. But just the way that he got into that race car, the way that he had a ripper start, he was with the front guys the whole the Absolutely. whole way, yep. you know. Yep. Um, and then by the end, he had a few issues. He had to start turning off cool suits and mm. or helmet fans at least because he had – they had alternator an issue. alternator issue mm-hmm. and he looked like an absolute beetroot in the car and the in the car <laughs> camera, mm-hmm. but he didn't make a mistake in that. No. He put his head down and what a ripper job. So good on you, Zane. So one point. So that'll bring you up to what's that? That's six, six points six now. Points, so he's yeah. going to be up. He's going to be P2. He's going to be probably P2. Absolutely. He is. But P2 on the power rankings. Thanks to Fuchs. That's outstanding. Yeah, very much so there. And, and you're right. Like you said, Matty, it's one of those things where we're rewarding effort. That's what the power rankings are all about because we already know a one, two, three coming out of a race round. It's called the podium. Um, so, yeah. so, so definitely I've got to say it was a very good weekend for Matt yep. Stone racing there. Yep. But, um, look, and I think, and just quickly, mate, I think we, we text each other across the weekend. Jack Smith had a good qualifying too. Absol- and straight after and straight being after. on our show. Yeah. Yeah. Straight the tide's turning. Our show. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're back to being situation normal. <laughs> I think. No, you don't reckon, Stevie J? No, no, I think... You know, I think we're back to being good luck. Yeah, absolutely, yeah, 100%. Yeah. Come we've on our we've show, seen his potential. Now he just needs to do it week in and week out. Well, and that's my perfect example of qualified well but then didn't go yep. anywhere in the yeah. race, which is why Zane was awarded my three points. Mm-hmm. Um, funny, funny about that. We'll touch on this in just a moment, but we'll take a quick break. That was the power rankings, thanks to Fuchs Lubricants, proudly mm. Australian-made lubricants. You're listening to The Driver's Seat. Thanks to Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making Tomorrow Matter, shaping and building Australia together. Multiple texts saying Liam, too. Not a chance. Good on you, Liam. No Liam way. Johnson. <laughs> Double adapter. No, thanks. Back with more after this. This is The Driver's Seat with Matt McKeldin and Stephen Johnson. Thanks to Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia. Welcome back to The Driver's Seat. We do it thanks to Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making Tomorrow Matter, shaping and building Australia together. Uh, I've got to mention, we've had... Uh, it's not just the temper text line that you can get in touch with. You can get in touch with us around the clock, basically, on the driver's seat social pages, and we're getting mm. a lot of uh, great love and support there. So thank you for that, guys and, and gals, uh, on our Facebook page. You can just do that at Driver's Seat Show. That's on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. But this is what I absolutely love. How good is this? Uh, we've got our own drivers, not drivers, our own listeners doing mm. the uh, their own versions of the power rankings. How good! That's cool. Very on our on on our Facebook page, on our Facebook well, page, on... on our Instagram. It's very mm-hmm. cool. Uh, so I did the tally, boys, and uh, on Instagram, Julesy eight uh, triple eight fourteen gave three points to Anton, two to mm-hmm. Will Brown, one to Will Dover. Mm-hmm. Why two? To, why two to Will Brown? I mean, I know he was sort of in the top ten, but didn't do anything super spectacular, no. did he? I don't remember really. anything thinking. I didn't come out of Sunday thinking. 
Geez, that Will Brown boy, he had a ripper. Yeah, anyway, Jules, he better opinion. That was about course. it. He had a fifth, didn't he? Yeah. yeah. And the rest of it, it was it, sort of tenth and fifteenth. Yeah. Right? I yeah, think that because right. that was his best. It was his best finish uh, mm, in his yeah. career. Um, a light bow uh, gave three votes to Chaz, two votes to Anton, one to Jack Smith. Oh, that would put Jack on the board. So there's yep. one for Jack for the year. Mm-hmm. And T. Jarrett, 1721. That's Tommy Jarrett. He also comments a fair bit on our Facebook page. So he's given us a love across two social media platforms. There Thank you, you for that, uh, Tommy. Good on uh, you, Tommy. Three votes to Chaz Mostert. Two to Zane Goddard. More people getting mm. on the Zane Goddard mm, bandwagon. Yeah, on the Zane there. train. Mm-hmm. Can get on the Zane train, folks? The old Zane train. And uh, one, vote <laughs> to, station. one vote to Anton Di Pasquale. So uh, you can sort of see a bit of a theme here, can't you guys? Yeah, absolutely. And if you look at, if you tally up all the votes, Nimsy, and you look at what the listeners have done from Tassie, this is what it looks like. It looks like 12 votes Chaz. So it looks like the, the majority think Chaz, Chaz has done the well. best job, which, mm-hmm. yep, fair enough. Eight votes for Anton, which I, you know, I agree with. It was a, like I said, it was a bit line ball between him and Will with my points. So mm-hmm. um, Anton did great there. Two votes for SVG, Wing Cup, Will Brown, and Zane Goddard. So and then one vote Will Davison and Jack Smith. So Matt, if you look at that, mm. all of our choices are on that board there. Yeah, which is quite cool. So because we have a highly informed and educated fan base. So Absolutely. thank you for that. Except for Glenn Sanson, who on Facebook. Came through to us and said, three points, Chaz, two points to Wingnut, and one to SVG. <laughs> Wingnut. I've heard Winge Cup. I haven't heard Wingnut before. Haven't heard, wingnut before. Wingnut. Haven't heard no. that one. That's a new Brock, one. Brock Feeney's a bit of a Wingnut, isn't he? So is Jet, my son. Is he? Has he got a set of... Has, oh, yeah. Oh, no, he's, yeah, he could he could hear yeah. radio in Tokyo, couldn't yeah, he? Absolutely. He drinks, yeah. he drinks out of his trunk and flaps away when he's done, so... <laughs> <laughs> Dad didn't mean that, Jet. Don't it's worry. all right. It's okay. It's fine. You can have a procedure to fix that. It's fine. <laughs> you can have a procedure to fix. Oh, no, well, he's got things, it. He, he gives himself. He's got. Yeah, he's got ears that stick out. Well, it is what it is. That's what are you going to do? You either get all worried hey. about it, or you just go with it and have a joke. You know what? They all look the same in a helmet. Yep, exactly right. And that's what counts. He says until he puts his helmet on and they're folded forward, then he's buggered. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, because you know what? If he becomes a supercar driver. No, no, none of the girls are going to worry about his ears, mate. No, they're just exactly. going to worry that he's got a helmet on. Yeah, exactly. And that's what he does for a living. That's well, why I. That's raced. why you've got a hot wife. Yeah, <laughs> and that's why I race, and that's why I do radio because my head <laughs> is for it. We both got heads for radio. That's why I never wore an open face helmet like my father. He's handsome. I was dropped at birth. <laughs> I, I had like some. A drop pie. I, I was about to say that. That's the old uh, um, description there. Uh, quickly, let's go through because um, there's a couple of. Uh, we had a lot, a lot of uh, Facebook comments today as well. And yep. uh, Maddie, you've uh, taken care of a few, which is good. But just for anyone that isn't on our Facebook page, um, we've got one from Gabe's Ryan that says, "Who's a top fan?" Thank you, Gabe's. Um, with Brock's wildcard entry indicated that he is Jamie's replacement. Then Jay has jumped in. Uh, saying, Gabe's yeah, I remember this. Bush is Jamie's replacement. Brock to Betty is my bet. He was very Whoa. matter of fact on that, mm. wasn't he? And I, Bush, of course, if you don't know, is Brody. He's Brody Kostecki, yep. So called because he jumped off a car at 110 <laughs> k an hour and went through the bush. Um, <laughs> true story. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and I think I said on on, and I love interacting with our with our mm. listeners on Facebook. So, um, love the thought. Don't think it's accurate at this stage. I don't think. Erebus would let Bush go, and and somebody else I think chimed in on the Facebook saying that Bush may not, Kostecki may not fit the brand well enough of of T eight of T eight. 
He'd have to get in the gym. I could yeah, tell you that much. But so neither did SVG. SVG. SVG yeah. wasn't as lean and as polished as what he is now before he went there. He was he was a kid just rolling around and loving life and racing cars. Uh, I, think hated, it, I think it's Brock. Hated. Hated the media. Hated, or not hated the media, but hated doing any media. And now, uncomfortable. And still is, but yeah, yeah, yeah. but is much, much better now at what he does and, and has leaned up a heap. So I still think it's Brock Feeney. And I think that's why they've done the wild card for him. Uh, there's He's a, super cheap. Look, there's there is a lot of evidence there, and, and let's face it, you're not going to put him in car triple eight in super two, um, with the Red Bull back, uh, backing on the side. No, if if you don't rate highly, because and, and and like him and like I know he's got the boost support too, but Red Bull's not exactly a brand that goes, oh yeah, just slap, slap one of the balls on the side of the door. That's fine. No, they're not. And look at is there anyone else that's a shining light right now? And look at how much effort they're putting into Brock Feeney. There is, but if it, but if they put all this effort in and he doesn't win that Super 2 title, yeah, that's, this is it's true. not ideal. Like, he has got everything going for him. Yeah. If he doesn't win it, you know, Jordan Boys won the race at Bathurst. Yes, he had an issue. There was an issue later, technical issue, that he mm. got thrown out. But, you know, there's some pretty good young guys there that are, that are doing the Todd Hazelwood, so to speak, that are working their butt off to just get their seat and have got mega talent and just trying to make it. Um, if they had that opportunity, I think they'd mm. be just as good. Uh, let's, mm. For those playing at home, um, after the whole uh, the, the way that the point situation is in Super Tour at the moment, it's a very, very close uh, fight up at the top. And unfortunately for Jordan Boys, he dropped away from the lead. Zach Best from Tickford is uh, on top of the championship. Brock Feeney is in second spot, which means he would have been in third if Jordan Boys was up top. And mm. uh, Matt Shahada is in number three. Matt what? What's, what's Shahada? Matt Shahada. <laughs> Matt Shahada. <laughs> Matt Shahada. There you go. That's you're, harder. You're, you're starting to think about the 9.30 <laughs> interview with Scotty Mack. Oh, yeah, clam chowder. Alabama. Birmingham. No, it's Matt, Birmingham. Matty Charter. Birmingham. But, you know, don't forget, you've got um, uh, – there's another young guy, Angelo Mazuris, who's driving that second car mm-hmm. with Brock Feeney's team. Yeah, he's, he's fast and he's pushing yeah, him. But they're not, putting a, they're not putting any effort into pushing his guys. No, they're not, but he was right on his hammer at Bathurst. Yeah, no. you know, so he's got if, Spares Box sponsorship, yes, I think. If which Brock is... doesn't win that championship, man, I think this is his – that's it. You know? okay. I'm well, not but, saying that that's it for him. He needs to win that championship. But that's Simple what pressure that. does. It creates diamonds. And yes. I think if, you, if you're going to be a triple eight driver, you've got to be – able to handle the pressure, and I think they're putting him under that pressure to prove it, and we'll see how Brock does, the wing nut. Yeah, well, he's got a lot, of, like you said, he's got a lot of support uh, in the back of his camp, but uh, you're listening to the driver's seat. We do it thanks to Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia. We'll have a quick look at Race Rewind next, right here on the driver's seat. This is the driver's seat for Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making tomorrow matter, shaping and building Australia together. Hey, thanks for joining us on the driver's seat. We do it thanks to Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia. You can get involved on the text line 0433981116. We really do appreciate your text, guys, It's uh, mm. and your Facebook message. It's good to see that we're sort of building our motorsport community there. Just uh, All we just like to do is talk supercars and motorsport on a Wednesday night. Yeah, we just waffle, <laughs> don't we, about racing. It's, yeah. it's really good. Let's get to some text, though. Uh, Hayden in Gloss Vegas, New South Wales. Uh, <laughs> Where's Gloss Vegas? Yeah, text well, it's in. Gloss, it's Gloss something, Hayden, but I can't imagine it's Gloss Vegas. Have you ever heard of Gloss Vegas? I, I can't say I have. No. But I'm sure it's somewhere. 
can't say. We, we need to. Uh, we need is it to Gloucestershire or Gloucestershire. Anyway, I don't know. Well, anyway, let we'll, us know. We digress. Let we'll, us know, Hayden. We'll have a uh, yeah. Head over, um, jump back into if you wouldn't mind to text us and let us know. Thanks for listening in on eleven seventy SEN up there in Sydney. But uh, hey, lads, with the news of the Sandown closure, what's the possibility of Calder getting a cash injection to come back to good? I know it's no good for de- for development, so it would be perfect to keep using for racing. That's from Haydos. It would, uh, be, it would be cool. I mean, but you know, I don't know. Um, it's it's very. It, you, you would almost spend the same sort of money building a whole new track. I would have thought, Maddie. There's I no can... cash here. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm quite close with Kim Jane and the Jane, not the Jane family, just Kim Jane. Mm-hmm. And I know that there are lots of discussions going on at the moment about what they're going to do with Calder. Yeah, right. There is government money and money from Motorsport Australia allocated to build a new track in Victoria, regional Victoria. Can't quite remember where it was. Pakenham, I think it was. Was it Pakenham? Yeah. So they are lobbying, the the Jane Corporation are lobbying very hard to say, why would you do that? You've got a track here. Give us the money. We'll put some money in. Motorsport Australia will put money in and we'll build, we'll extend and we'll we'll renovate and we'll get this place place right. So, um, yeah, it's, it's a hard... One and I think we need a new track because let's face it, Stevie J Sandown's days numbered. Unfortunately, the writing's on the wall. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, but yeah. so I mean, and so look, Packenham, Calder. There's part of me that agrees with getting Calder back together, but boy, oh boy, it's going to take a gazillion bucks to get that joint back up and running. But it's a heritage track. We love it. It'd be great to get it done. You'd need to extend it. You need to update it. Um, they won't bowl over the the. The Thunderdome, I don't think. No. Of what's under, what's you, underneath it? Use it though, or you? Well, mm. yeah, maybe redo it, like resurface it, re- fix it, and use it. Yeah, you know? maybe they maybe. use that in the international race. There, they actually use <laughs> Calder Park, uh, the circuit, mm. and Dad Race here in the Sierra, and including the Thunderdome as mm. well as part of the, the whole track. So it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting. Uh, I, wouldn't wanna, I wouldn't want to drive around the Thunderdome right now. Have you been around it? Yeah. I went around it about five years ago, fair dinkum. Most terrifying thing I've done in a race car with Melrose. <laughs> Remember Melrose? Well, maybe that had something to do with it. Probably. Uh, <laughs> so Hayden, Hayden is in Glossodia with a much cooler name, uh, old Gloss Vegas. There. So <laughs> Glossodia? For, so, I have never heard of Glossodia. Yeah. I'm going to Google that as we speak, Haydos, to Sydney. find out exactly where you are. Uh, 68 kilometres northwest of the Sydney CBD. Uh, there's your trivia. Anyone that's listening on 1170 SEN is probably going, yeah, what, what are you on about? But anyway, thank you, Haydos. Um, quickly, let's get to our Race Rewind. This is the driver's seat race rewind. Yeah, we do it thanks to Gates Australia. Don't compromise, choose Gates Premium Belts, Hose and Hydraulics. It is the OTR Super Sprint at the Bend, our next round. That'll be in a couple of weeks' time. But I thought we'd relive the moment. Well, it was the first ever OTR Super Sprint in 2018. The first ever time that anyone raced at the Bend. It was the first track since QR in 1999. And it wasn't a happy hunting ground for the Shell V Power Racing Team. Scott McLaughlin lost the championship lead to Shane Van Gisbergen at the end of the round. In fact, here's what he had to say about it. Yeah, unfortunately, we have to say goodbye to the, the, the Orange 17, but hopefully we'll get it back later on. But, yeah, look, plenty of uh, laps to come. Um, I think we've got some really good speed at the Enduro races like we did last year. So I'm excited for them. I'm excited to get out of this joint for sure. Yes, um, Scotty didn't really have a fun day there. Red Bull Holden Racing Team absolutely dominated 
the first outing at the band. Jamie Wincup got both armor poles on both the Saturday and the Sunday. SVG won the first race on Saturday. Jamie won the Sunday. When you look at the race one results, do you notice any odd names on that podium? What, that like Rick Kelly, Michael Caruso, Tim Slade? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. An interesting Go track. On. Interesting track, isn't it? Very, yeah. That was, was that the first year, Manny? That was the first. Yep, 2018. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So yep. that that was when it was it was a green track. I'd been there. I remember uh, the Shaheen spent nearly a million dollars on just getting turf in to make it look like it actually had some greenery around the joint. Because when you first rolled up there, it looked like you're at Bahrain. Yes, it was remember, literally. It was a desert, wasn't it? It was Davey a desert. Reynolds and, said it was like the mummy. <laughs> yes, exactly. And I think <laughs> I think they that was the year too that they had the GT race there, and they started on the massive. GT track, the they big 7.7, 7, yeah. and then Couldn't halfway through it. the meeting, they're like, nah, we're going to nah. cut it back to the supercar track. <laughs> Which, you know what, the supercar boys who were co-driving probably Which got like it. 5K. Yeah, but the but the gentleman drivers, like me, probably went, uh, which way, we, you know, when you're trying to decide which way you go, left or right, when you're doing about 190 mile an hour, slightly nerve-wracking when and you when can't you're remember. Like Matty, and then when you're like Manny McKeldin and you get half around the back of that big long circuit, and you accidentally go through the secondary pit lane out the back rather than using the circuit, you know that you're lost, so you better use the other track. <laughs> did I do that? Sounds like I did. I might have done that on an Audi day, I reckon. Anyway. Now, um, this this was also a fairly unique round as well because the grid was expanded to 28 cars. Yep. Uh, now, remember, at this point in time, there was 26 entries, not 24 in the field because mm-hmm. we had, like, Simona in there and because um, the Kellys were a four-car team at the time. Um, but Brad Jones Racing put Macaulay Jones in as a wild card. He was in a ZB Commodore. Kostecki Brothers Racing also put Kurt Kostecki in right. SVG's 2017 Holden VF Commodore as a wild card entry. There was also another VF Commodore on track because this was the round that Matt Stone Racing switched Toz ha- Todd Hazelwood from the yes. FGX Falcon, the XDJR right. Team Penske one, uh, yep. to the Holden VF Commodore that he won the 2017 Super 2 Championship with. That's Absolutely, true. yeah. That was that. I mean, we I remember speaking about that on the radio show, yeah, on, on the driver's seat. We here. did. That they took a good car and didn't do great things with it. No, <laughs> yeah. no, no. <laughs> Engineered to a standstill. Who actually has that car now? Do you know? Because I, it's I, in got, super I two, believe it's it's Matt Stone's still got it. Has he? I I believe so. Okay. My friend Alice Dubai, who uh, works for. Matt Stone can text in and let us know whether he's still got the car there. There you go. Um, hmm. But, yeah, that was our race rewind. You can protect your ride with complete system replacement with gates, belts, and hoses. Visit gatesaustralia.com.au. I reckon we'll take a quick little break, and uh, we'll get to some of your texts because we've got a couple of good ones coming in, uh, <laughs> which, one, I might need your help to decipher. But uh, we'll do that next here on The Driver's Seat. As always, thanks to Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making Tomorrow Matter, shaping and building Australia together. This is The Driver's Seat with Matt McKeldin and Stephen Johnson. Thanks to Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia. Get to some of your texts on 0433 98 11 16 on the Temper text line. Uh, we'll start off with... Who should we start off with? Uh, Harrison in Adelaide. Hello, Harrison. Mm. Listening in on 1629 SENSA. Uh, what do you guys think of the Bend as a racetrack considering last year provided great racing? And it did, actually. It was probably one of the best rounds we had, the double header. It, it, yeah, it did because was it last year that there were a lot of tyre failures? Front left tyre failures? Um, it was also the Bend 2, I think, that we're talking about that, that uh, Harrison. No, don't mentioned. forget there was, there was oh, the different one, track. That's the right. one with was right. the 
uh, international track and then the right. second track, which was the West Circuit, they called it, which is the shorter version. Yeah. Um, oh, look, I like the track. Uh, Harrow, as, as a... Um as a driver, how's you going? How's you going with all the uh, the short names tonight? You're like, hey Harrow, <laughs> hey Mole, hey Stevo. <laughs> Should see what I call you when you're not around. <laughs> yeah, I know what yeah. you call me. <laughs> it's definitely four letters. Old Mudguts Johnson. Um, but anyway, no, look, I, Harrison, I, I I love it as a track, as a racing track. Stevie J, mm. I think it's it's brilliant. It's European spec. They did the Shahins have done a fabulous job. Of the circuit, I'm still not convinced that it's the place that will give us consistently awesome racing. I'm really looking forward to seeing now, as the cars have gotten used to it, Stevie J, and they they got setups and tire pressures right and all that kind of stuff. What kind of racing it produces? But I'm still a little bit juries out on what it's like as a place for supercar. Yeah, but the more the track gets used, has been getting used, the better it is. Remember the first year they went there. If you weren't online, it was like ice. Yes. You were gone. Yeah. Um, so that made it very narrow. It almost made it like a wet weather race with a dry line. It did, yeah. You know, so you it was very, very hard to pass. Um, but now it's it's had a lot more use. It's had a couple of years of, you know, sun and wind and rain and deterioration and um, the, the line's getting wider. So it's making the racing better and better. Yeah. And you can hang around the outside now and you can, you know, where before. Duck in for a pass on, off a line. You couldn't do it. Yeah. So um, that's, that in turn with the aging of the track in turn with the setup and the knowledge that the teams are getting is mm. making it better and better. And they're testing there tomorrow, I think, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. Because I think they're, um, they're doing a test tomorrow because Aaron Seaton's Aaron getting Seaton's, a run. Yeah. And uh, you just quickly, you mentioned earlier, Kurt Kostecki announced during the week he's getting a wild card run with uh, WAU yeah. as well. Nice. So work, good to yeah. see him because he's been pretty quiet. So he's, he's going to be doing quiet. the three, I think, too. He's going to be doing Taylor and Bend, Darwin, Darwin and Perth. Same so as Tommy Randall. In the same as Tommy Randall. Mustang. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which is great. Very is cool. Great. How good does that uh, Mustang look too as well? And we saw what, yeah. what, a, what a Castrol livery looks like with Rick Kelly last year, but uh, Tommy's car just looked absolutely mint. Do you know whose car he's actually driving? Like, which which Tickford Mustang that is? Like, what chassis? Or should I have oh, asked Noons that? Will Davison. <laughs> chassis number... Will Davison's? Okay. Four, 40077 or something? I don't know. Thanks, <laughs> Chassis. <laughs> chassis actually, no, it is. It's, it's actually, it's the... It's Lee Holdsworth's old one. The one that oh, there you he go. won. He actually got to the podium in Sandown with it. Well, there you go. Oh, that's so, uh, yeah... He's also, yeah, obviously the old bottle car. Yeah. Look, riddle me this, Batman. What happens if the young fella in the Castrol car comes flying out and beats the regular Tickford driver? I don't think he's going to, I don't think he's going to beat Cam, but you know I, mean? I reckon there's a, a fair chance. No, there's a fair chance that he could give Jack a good whopping. And I reckon Possibly there's a fair chance JC. that if he's anywhere near JC, he or JC will have him off the track <laughs> <laughs> because JC will not want to so see that. Just just put that question in the library yep. and we'll borrow it if we need it back again later on. All right. Couple more, couple more on the temper text line. Hypothetically speaking, what happens if Angelo Mazuris wins the Super 2 title? Does he jump ahead of Brock? Tom no. and Hobart? No, mm. I don't think so. But no. it's a it's a good question, you know. Great question, Tommy, but no. Yeah. Uh, another one too here off number ending in double four seven. G'day guys. The Charters Charters Charters. The Charters, Charters. bought the XDJR car last year. Matt McLean drove it for the last round of Super Two at Bathurst. 
You were, thinking, yeah, sorry, of, you were that, thinking of the VF, weren't you? Yeah, that was my mistake earlier. I thought you were talking about the VF, which... Um, they still have them. Obviously, they still have it because it's very sentimental value to them with Toddy Hazelwood winning the championship. Yeah. So I thought you were talking about that. I but think yes. Jason Gomesall drives that in Super 3. Super 3, absolutely. Mm. But yes, correct. Mm. Um, that uh, DJR car did go to the charters. And the greatest hair in motorsport has Matt McLean. Really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, that's something that you and him haven't got in common. No. <laughs> I was about to say, like, that's not really my... Uh... Mega hair <laughs> jealousy. He's got, he, he's got hair like Jack Smith. You remember Jack Smith used to have the long locks? Well, um, Maddie's got it the, in dark. Ah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, he's Don't a ask Fabio. me why I know full those. Fabio. No, oh, full Fabio. <laughs> oh, jeez, you are not wrong. It's just not butter. That's, look at that. <laughs> it tastes like butter. That, wasn't, like that butter. was Fabio, wasn't it? Was that, that Fabio or Kamal? Yeah. No, that was... <laughs> No, that was it. It just tastes like butter. No, you can't do it. Nimsy's good at that. Anyway, Go I'm just, I'm just, no, no, I'm just trying to find out that the... Uh... <laughs> there it is. <laughs> I can't believe he's not butter. <laughs> that is. That was Fabio. Uh, yes, so Matt McLean, great hair. He's a... Look, <laughs> I've been really taken aback. Yeah, do you want to finish that sentence there, Nimsy? I've been taken aback. Uh, he's he's a handsome-looking rooster. His photo at Supercars of needs, like, one of those fans <laughs> to blow their hair back. <laughs> <laughs> Tremendous locks there from uh, Matthew McLean. He there, has but, luscious um, locks, as my young fella Bailey would say. But yeah, uh, luscious, uh, an, Another one, locks. too, on the temper text line, too. Bring back the Aussie Roval. There you yes. go. Yeah, the Roval. Haven't heard that for a the while. The Roval course Oval at the old Calder. Absolutely. Yep. We were just speaking about that. Hmm. Um, Greg, we'll get to your text in just a moment as well too. But uh, we've got a big chat with Scott McLaughlin coming up. We'll do that after the break in just a moment. But, yeah, if you want to get involved, very easy to do so. 0433981116 is the number. Or you can jump on board our text line. But uh, you are listening to The Driver's Seat, as always. Thanks to Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making Tomorrow Matter, shaping and building Australia together. This is The Driver's Seat with Matt McKeldin and Stephen Johnson. Thanks to Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia. Welcome back to The Driver's Seat. We do it thanks to Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making Tomorrow Matter, shaping and building Australia together. Uh, this is obviously one of our favourite human beings in motorsports, and not just in motorsport, was one of the greatest guys you'll ever see, Scott McLaughlin. Now, Stevie, you've pulled out all the stops here and done an absolute mega favour for us, and he's been very, very good to us too, Scott McLaughlin. This is, I was thinking this is probably the first we won't talk to him on the driver's seat. Yeah. <laughs> what was that, Matty? I was just reading a text message from someone about the Ream Hot Water ad playing Jeez. at Nauseam. Sorry about that. Anyway. We've got look, to pay the bills somehow. Look, but we, yes, I, I, yeah, I mean, Stevie J's gone and and Scotty Mack in the US just absolutely. by the by. He's in Charlotte, I think, and going to the gym at 7.30 in the morning or wherever he is. And big call to be on the show. So very appreciative. We Stevie are J. very appreciative because we are going to head live to the States now and chat to the one and only Scott McLaughlin. Welcome to the driver's seat. Hey guys, it's not really. It's not. It wasn't really that hard. All I had to do was pick up my phone. Just remember that. <laughs> it, was, it was quite easy. So a little bit easier than your uh, your debut in IndyCar from Alabama, um, mate. Super proud of you. I think everyone in the country was super proud of you. We were all watching that the the uh, ratings. I reckon on Fox and Ko were just at five a.m. At five a.m. We were all watching you, mate, and we couldn't have been prouder of what you did for us. Brilliant. Yeah, I, I appreciate it. You know, I think, um, yeah, I, I've, I've actually emailed uh, the Penske guys about, you know, trying to get the TV ratings because 
I really want to find out like what they were like because um, it was yeah it was obviously I had a lot of support back home uh, Facebook Twitter Instagram mums and dads my cousins buddy I had cousins coming out of out of everywhere in New Zealand I don't even know I had cousins <laughs> and cousins and yeah, it was uh, it was crazy so um, yeah it was really awesome to have the support back home and it, it just spurs you on that little bit longer and and harder and and um, you know. I, Overall, it wasn't probably exactly like the position I probably should have been. I probably should have been maybe a little bit further up, but it's it was a nice uh, it was nice to get a, a race under my belt, um, feel what the car does, feel what the body feels like at the end of it, um, and you know yeah I felt pretty good about it all. I thought everyone in New Zealand were cousins. That's why you all go around saying, "Hey, cousin bro, hey, cousin bro." Yeah. Well, you'd think, you'd think, because I've never had a few come out of the woodwork. So, mate, how did the body feel? How did you how did you pull up after it? Because Alabama is a, a track that's uphill, down, dale, constantly turning. You didn't look like you had much of a rest there. So how is the body feeling? No, I felt pretty good. Like I Honestly, Matty, I was, I was pushing pretty hard over the off-season with my training and um, neck exercises and, and shoulder exercises and, building myself up and you know obviously uh at the end of the race i was pretty cooked it was like it was a, it's a long race there they, they say it's probably the most physical race of the year so it's nice to get that one out of the way um but there's only so much gym training you can do for the real thing and and that's certainly what i felt so i had to take a couple of sort of uh altarum before the race just to get me through and and um and it sort of worked out good but you know the Coming up, you know, Monday morning, I definitely probably, if there was a double header, I, I could have gone again. It would have hurt. But, you know, I was pretty happy overall with my sort of physical performance for sure. Hey, mate, watching the, watching the race, and obviously we'll, 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 no doubt we'll touch on it in a minute, that absolutely crazy start with your teammate Joseph Newgarden spinning out and, and chaos happening, and you thank God you got through that. Um, you know, obviously pushing on, you're up into sort of ninth place, going really well, like really, you know, hounding the guys in front. Your car had good speed. I, you know, for me, I felt like just the pit sequence didn't work out in your favour. And, you know, you really, yes, you finished 14th and it was awesome. But, you know, I got that feeling that you probably should have been somewhere around that top eight. You know, am I, am I right there? Yeah, yeah, look, I mean, it's all excuses, right? But I don't, I don't want to yeah. give, give myself away. But, you know, we definitely had the pace, you know, in the early part of that race. You know, I was just mindful of my gap and, and um, you know, I was uh, just sort of behind Dudley there and looking after the, the red tyres. I had my first experience of a graining left front, which I've, you don't really get a graining left front and, and supercars and see it. And it's quite intimidating when you see your tyre nearly, you know, bubbling away there on the, on the left front. But... <laughs> So I experienced all that, and then um, yeah, for sure. The we probably should have pitted, you know, that second caution and topped up a fuel. There's about eight cars behind us that did that, or seven cars. Um, if we had done that and we had got track position on those guys, with you know, which we would have, you know, who knows? It could have been yeah, the top eight, uh, maybe closer up the front, you know, sort of where Bordet finished. And I mean, Bordet finished sort of sixth, fifth, or sixth or something. So, you know, I'm. My pace definitely was good enough to, you know, run there where I did. Um, but I probably learned more battling with Takuma Sato for 13th at the end of the race than I would have if I was fuel saving towards the end of the race. So <laughs> that was that was X Games for sure. Well, that's pretty cool because he, I think, believe I think he won that race last year. So you're he in did. pretty good, pretty good company there. But um, 
T- please tell us about that first lap carnage that you actually managed to spot and get through because that was wild. There was bits of car all over the track and I couldn't see where you were and it was actually hard to see that little <laughs> white and blue car of yours in that smoke and I was very thankful when that came out the other end. So just give us a bit of a snapshot on what you were thinking when you saw that unfold in front of you. Oh, man. For one, that, that was more us than class. I'll give you the tip, boys. I, I, was, I was lucky I got through that. But the the when I got behind, um, I come up over the brow, which is completely blind. It's very similar to Bathurst in some parts of that track. And um, I saw the dust in front of me, so I went right. But I didn't completely expect that it would be a car spinning, um, you know, on the left there. And, and when I went right, that's when I saw Joseph... But I basically just kept my foot into it because I had a I had a lane up the right that was clear, and um, I just I just trusted my instinct. I had to sort of drop a couple in the in the dirt. Um, but you know, if I checked up, I think I would have just been run over and caused another wreck. So I, I sort of um, just had to trust my instincts and just kept the hammer down a little bit, and we got through it. And I think I went past them at 100. And, 65 mile an hour, so it was definitely a wake-up call. <laughs> the whole days of thunder. <laughs> yeah. The whole go high, you know, just go, go high through and the keep smoke your food on. in it, yeah. yeah. Drive through the smoke. Drive through the smoke. <laughs> hey, Scotty, how are you finding life in America? It's because it's, you know, it's politically and it's a very different place now than what it even was six months ago with a lot of the, you know, the, the jury verdicts coming out in the in the, in the the Floyd case and, there's been a change of president. Tell me from a culture point of view, how are you coping with the whole U.S. scene? Oh, look, uh, I've, I'm loving it. Um, it's it's a great place and, and a lot of great people um, that have you know, made us want to feel us, make us welcome. Um, the media definitely makes it worse than it actually is. <laughs> so it's, yeah, not, right. it's not actually that... Um, I mean, it, I, absolutely, there's been, you know, many things going on, especially with COVID. COVID's probably been the biggest thing, right? Like, it's just, you know, you f- feel you sort of, you know, see the light at the end of the tunnel and then bang, you know, there's another there's another case or, or there's a little spread going on. Um, but, look, overall, you know, I've dreamt about living here for a long, long time and, and it's, been, um, it's been great so far. Myself and Carly, you know, being a drive from Carly's parents has been nice. Um, mm. the, probably the hardest thing for me is being um you know so far away from mum and dad and it sort of hit home a bit quite emotional really like you know when mum and dad you know who are there for me every step of the way you guys know them pretty well like they they just weren't they weren't able to come you know and and uh and that, that was quite hard for our family because we just don't we were very tight you know it's very small very tight and and sure. unfortunately just mum and dad would just have to wait a little bit longer to like see me in real life but um yeah, it, it is what it is. That's the hardest thing right now is just the lack of travel and, and being able to, you know, know that I can just go home and see you guys, see mum and dad, see anyone, right? So it's it's quite difficult. Well, Scotty, look, we we it, I couldn't imagine what it'd be like uh, in that position. But, uh, look, thankfully you've got some pretty good teammates and people around you, as you mentioned, and supporting uh, Carly as well too. But uh, I want to quickly touch on your teammates because this is a quartet, an incredible lineup here. Will Power being your teammate, I mean, an IndyCar champion, an Indy 500 winner, uh, Simon Pagenaud and Joseph Newgarn as well. I mean, and from what I've what I've seen on the socials is all you guys get along like a house on fire. It's like watching the Penske games 24-7. Yeah, it's so, honestly, it's so funny. Um, we, we actually, 
very competitive. Like we actually uh, we debrief together after the session. We're just into each other like all the time <laughs> about you know, will you help me up or you know like just it, it, like it's crazy. It's it good good times. But Will is just a, 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 a he's a weird unit. But he's a great guy. But he's a weird unit. <laughs> and then you've got uh, Simon who's he's he's just a Frenchman. And then you've got uh, Joseph who's just your poster boy American. But somehow. We all get along pretty well, and um, yeah, they've been great for me. You know, like they haven't been. There's no egos there. Like they're not, you know, um, they're not like hiding stuff from me. They're really open. I literally can ask them anything. For sure, they hold some stuff back, but like it's, I, I do. I would do the same, right? It's just that's part of motorsport. But the, the 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 group and the core group have really worked together, not only from our side but our engineers as well. And I think we're really moving forward, which is which is fantastic. Mate, there was a moment, I reckon, a week ago, I was reading something online. I was, I don't know, it might have been a website or something. And it showed the rookie class in IndyCar of 2021. And it's Scott McLaughlin, Jimmy Johnson, seven-time NASCAR champion, and Romain Grosjean from Formula One. That's a hell of a rookie class you got there, kid. <laughs> That's a hell of a rookie class. Uh, yeah, for sure. Like the the, the pedigree that those boys bring, and you know, it's quite a cool. You know, we're all going through the same thing right now. You know, and that's what's mm. really cool. We can sort of doesn't matter the age, doesn't matter the, the age gap or whatever. We're all very very tight knit, and that's and that's uh, a pretty cool thing. Hey, uh, mate, I am not that I'm not excited about all watching all your races this year, but I'm particularly excited about your next one because. Your next race is the first track that you'll have gone to and already raced at, which is St. Pete, St. Petersburg. Um, you, you debuted there at the end of last year. Um, I think you did a you know an amazing job there, considering that you were probably still jet lagged, you were underprepared, you just thrown in the deep end, and I think you, you held yourself really, really well. But I'm really excited. Are you as excited as I am to get to the the next track that you've already raced at? It's yeah, well, I'm excited, um, but at the same time, I'd almost want like even that little bit more time to just prepare a little bit more. But you know, having one race under my belt, you know, is is amazing. Um, you know, especially at Barber, but then going to a track that yeah, like you said, I've been to, and it's a track that no one can test that. No one can has been there since I've been there last. So I feel definitely feel a little bit more even. Um, but yeah, look. Our cars are normally pretty good on a street course, so I'm hoping that we're, we're there they're about, but certainly not going in there with eyes the size of golf balls, um, <laughs> as I was last year, which is you know, fantastic. Hey, Scotty, how have the American fans taken to you? Because you're obviously a fan favourite here in Australia, voted, I think, number one top multiple fan years favourite, in a row. multiple years in a row with our supercar fan base. How are the Americans taking to you? No, they've been awesome. I think they uh, they they enjoy that, like how excited I am about being here. But also, like you know, there's stuff that they really take for granted, like certain shops and certain things that happen, you know, just in everyday life in America that we don't normally get in Australia or in New Zealand. That they think it's funny that I get so excited about it. So, but honestly, everyone's been like really welcome at the track, you know. You sort of drive into the into the track there, and and you've got your little parking spot, but there's like heaps of fans like waiting out the front for you to like you know sign a few things as you drive your way in and stuff. <laughs> so and, good. And uh, it's it's um it's pretty cool. It's um 
definitely uh, a different um, the way they do it and the way they where they put the fans and stuff is a little bit different to what we're used to in, in supercars, especially with COVID right now. But you know, everyone's been so nice and, and welcoming to me, and 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 can't wait to sort of see what we can do in the future. Well, I can't you know I can't wait to see what's going on, uh, you know, obviously for the year, but um, but also. You know, it's actually not going to be, it's not that long until you're going to have to start to strap on your straight turn left, straight turn left at the Indianapolis 500. <laughs> um, is that in the back of your mind at the moment or are you just taking it one, you know, one race at a time? No, sure, it's it's in the back of my mind because, you know, St. Pete this week and then next week I've got Texas. So it's my first speedway, first oval race um, straight away. So... Um, have been doing some simulator stuff and working out what I'm what I'm doing there and where I want the car. But um, we had tested there, you know, a couple of weeks ago, which you know we felt pretty fast at. Um, but then, yeah, of course, Indy. You know, I'm super excited for the ovals. Um, it's uh, it's such a different feeling, but I really um, I feel I'm feeling prepared. I feel like the team has got a really nice car and, and aero package there that we've decided on. Um, so I think it's just a matter of me learning, you know, the wash, the dirty air, all that sort of stuff and, 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 and how to use it all because it's just little things like, you know, when you're behind a car, you know, the, 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 the difference you've got to make within your anti-roll bar levers, you literally swing on one way or the other and, and then as soon as you go for the pass and you get some clean air on your nose, you've got to go all the way back with all your tools and it's, wow. it's quite a, a full-on full -on experience but a lot of fun as well. Hey, mate, before we go, I know we're going to wrap up, and I know you've got to probably get out of your car and get into the gym. So uh, we've, we, we've uh, right. taken up too much of your time. But, mate, I just want to say, um, you know, from us to you and even personally from, from our family to you, you know, to be able to just do this, have a, a bit of a mate's chat um, on the radio show, but also give us something to, to follow over there and look at and, and what you've done over here in Australia with, with you know, obviously DJ Team Penske and with our family. It's just unbelievable. So, uh, mate, thanks so much. You're always going to be part of our family anyway. And, um, mate, we can't wait to eventually get over there to the States and come and hang out and have a drive on your simulator and see what the American life's like and watch a couple of your races live. Yeah, and I appreciate it. Yeah, obviously, um, yeah, the, the Johnson family is very close to my heart and, and same with Gary Rogers and everyone that, you know, really helped me through the way. And, you know, for instance, you know, Gary was texting me all weekend, just keep calm and, and looking after it. And I really appreciate, you know, all that. And I, I just hope that, um, you know, like Marcus, he gave us some belief when he went to NASCAR and, yep, and yep. for sure he gave me as a young kid some inspiration to do it. And I just hope that, you know, it's the same for myself, you know, with some young kids and, knowing that, you know, you can make it happen, you work hard enough, and, and that even if you are, a, you know, a supercar racer right now and you thought about going somewhere, like, don't be jealous that I'm here. Be excited because if I go well, I'm opening the doors for a lot of supercar drivers in the future, and, and um, I, I really take on that role of being a supercar ambassador as much as I can. I'm you know, the current champion, and I really want to, you know, be a great role model for that sport, myself and my country and my family. So um, I appreciate it, CJ, and always having me on. It's been a lot. Uh, it's been a lot of fun so far, but only one race down, so we've got plenty to go. We're super proud of you, mate. Every every Aussie, no matter whether they're a Ford or a Holden fan, 
doesn't matter anymore. You're a Scott. We're going to be a Scott McLaughlin fan at IndyCar, and we're just super proud of everything you're doing. Appreciate it, boys. Thanks very much. And extend that to to a 70-year-old Sri Lankan man that drives a Camry because my dad is also <laughs> loving what you're doing overseas, Scotty. Yeah. Hey, hey. One and all in. I love it. That's what <laughs> Absolutely. we love to hear. Hey, Scotty, go well this weekend, mate. Again, thank you so much for making a glorious return to the driver's seat. We all miss you, and you've got all the love of uh, the, t- the entire Trans-Tasman community here. But uh, go well this weekend, and hopefully we'll chat to you soon. No worries, boys. Thanks for having me. There we go. Scott McLaughlin there joining us on The Driver's Seat. We'll take a quick break and wrap up right after this. This is The Driver's Seat with Matt McKeldin and Stephen Johnson. Thanks to Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia. Great to have you company and a big thank you to Scott McLaughlin. I don't think we can emphasize that enough. And uh, thank you, Stevie J, for pulling out a personal favour too to get Scotty on board. Um, no worries, Nimsy. My next job is Danny Rick and Zach Brown and Lando Norris. Lando. Just to prove you wrong. I love Zach Brown. <laughs> big fat Zach, the way he speaks about his drive. Last year it was Carlos and Lando and everything. Yeah. Lando, Carlos. <laughs> love it. All right, we have literally got... Uh, about 50 seconds before we have to get out of here. So let's quickly go through some loose ends. What do we think of the F1? Two from two. Loved it. Another good race. Um, if I, we get a third one, I'll do the rest of the season, but we'll just see. I've but loved, it was a ripper. I've loved the two thirds that I've watched. I've fell on the, <laughs> fallen asleep twice and I've, it's taken me two nights to do it. But uh, it, Quickly, one word. Bottas, fault, or uh, George Russell? Quick, quick, uh, quick, Bottas. quick. Bottas. Because I just don't like him. Oh, no. It's George Russell. How does he get out of the car and smacks him in the head? That's gross. But how's Bottas giving him the bird? Yeah, I know. Anyway, good to see a bit of the biff there. But uh, Go, if... Max Verstappen. There's no, there's no. Oh, Max. No, Max. That's oh, a little Yes, Max. Uh, just quickly, a big thank you to everyone for texting in. A big thank you to Scott McLaughlin. Thank you to Molly Taylor. And thank you to Chaz Mossad, who made some time yesterday. We'll see you next week on The Driver's Seats. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So, we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.